0: Hello, I'm Alex Zane, film journalist, movie fan and your host for a trip to the movies. I'm currently in our podcast studio a mile beneath the streets of London and in a moment my guest this week, the brilliant Pom Clementief is taking us on her perfect night out at the cinema. Thank you for downloading the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Odium. From as little as £2.50, your little one's imaginations can run wild this summer. Because every day during the school holidays, Odeon will be showing the most magical fairy tales and animated films ever made, so the whole family can enjoy that cinematic feeling of sinking into the softest seats and being mesmerised by massive screens for less. To immerse your family in an unforgettable adventure from £2.50, look out for Odeon Kids tickets on their website or app. You see, they make movies and the school holidays better. And if you'd like a pair of free tickets to head to your nearest Odeon, stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can get your hands on a pair as well as announcing this week's winner. Also, if you would like to watch today's interview in glorious technicolor, head over to our YouTube channel and please while you're there do hit subscribe and help us grow the pod into a giant temple of film. For all the latest updates and to get in touch with us, you'll find us at Trip to Movies Pod. That's at Trip to Movies Pod on all social media right then time to introduce today's guest who i interviewed just last week here in london on the day of the mission impossible dead reckoning part one premiere let's do this Hello and welcome to A Trip to the Movies, where each week a special guest takes us on their perfect night out at the cinema. This week we are joined by a brilliant actress who is having a very busy year, fresh off the back of the astounding and emotional final outing for the Guardians of the Galaxy, in which she plays the awesome Mantis. She's straight into another blockbuster as she goes toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Here to tell us about that and take us on her perfect night out at the movies, it's the wonderful... Pom Clementiav, hello.
1: Woo! Hello, hello.
0: Hey, how are you? I'm good, and you? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you for joining me in uh, this basement, a mile beneath the streets of London. It's lovely. Yeah,
1: I love being in basements early in the morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird place to be at this time of day, especially when it's so nice outside. Obviously, a big day—the premiere tonight. Are you excited?
1: Yes, very.
0: Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be a big one. So. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Um, First of all, congratulations on an incredible film. Congratulations on Paris. We're going to talk about her. But first of all, am I right in thinking you actually manifested this movie to happen in your life, to join the Mission Impossible franchise?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. I've been training hard for it for years. Uh, It was one of my dreams to, uh, to be a part of Mission Impossible and to do action movies, but specifically to be in Mission Impossible. So years ago, I was training with a martial artist called Jason Noviello back in LA. Uh, I would do stunt training. He taught me how to um, box, how to kick, how to punch, do kickboxing, taekwondo, all sorts of things. He taught me how to do the splits. So many things, um, and also how to do like movements on camera too, because like real fighting is different from fighting on camera. You know, you have to sell the movements in a different way, Mm. and actually not hurt the person, but like in be able to react to the hits, which is a completely different thing too. So I learned how to do that, and I remember that back then. Um I would write in my schedule on my phone, sometimes I would write, um, instead of um, writing martial arts or stunt training, I would write sometimes Mission Impossible to manifest it and to remind me that it's like one of the things that I wanted to do, you know. Yeah, so,
0: it's crazy. That's amazing. I, mm-hmm. I, it sounds like a fantastic. But
1: I, I waited to to tell Tom, uh, Tom Cruise and Christopher macquarie because I didn't want to sound like a freak <laughs> or a stalker. So I waited for a while, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? By the way, uh, years ago, blah blah blah." oh Wow.
0: So it, it, is this ongoing? Are there new things? Are there other things on this list? Have you got more that you're manifesting at the moment?
1: Oh my god. Um, yes, I want to do Western. I want to uh, work with uh, with horses and uh, and ride horses. And so I, I just ride horses in real life and I just also post it on my Instagram.
0: That's <laughs> amazing. I've, I've, I've once ridden a horse and you think you see it so often on screen, you're like, well, it looks easy. It's quite scary when you're actually, I found it really scary because there's this huge beast
1: Maybe. yeah but i love that i love the danger <laughs> but also you know what is beautiful it's to to swim with a horse i did that years ago i shot a movie in oriental siberia and i swam with a horse it was the most magical thing yeah, they're so strong. And so you have to, uh, you're on the horse and then when the horse is deep enough that he can't walk anymore, he starts swimming and they're very strong, you know. So to not be too heavy on the horse, you have to step out of the the saddle and just, um, you guide him with the reins but you let himself swim for for both of you because he's very strong. But then, when he starts um, getting foot again on the, um, you know, on the ground, you have to be ready to just go with him because he wants to go like, okay, I don't want to swim anymore so we're like okay yeah that
0: sounds scary but incredible so you're literally being dragged along by a yes. horse mm-hmm. and it knows and you
1: you navigate you say like left or right with the reins so you have to make sure that the reins are this uh the right um you know the right pressure but you don't want to like you know be too too strong either but just to guide you know
0: so if I was to look in in your phone it would say in your notes section swim with horse that would be in there your manifest i mean there. i would
1: love to do it again for sure
0: <laughs> i remember watching an interview with you around the time of uh guardians of the galaxy 3 where you were saying how great it was that mantis got to do some action in that film for mm-hmm. the first time yeah and um, i guess now with this because you've been you've been sort of practicing action like you just mentioned your very first um uh uh, uh big film old boy the uh, the remake of old boy you trained for for that as well How much have you ticked that box with Dead Reckoning? Was there a favourite action sequence to shoot in this movie? Because I've got a couple in my head.
1: Oh, my God, I did so much fighting. Oh, my God, my, my, my stomach is very noisy. I don't know if you hear it. So It's making a noise like, wah, wah, like a monster. <laughs> shut up. Uh, it's You're not being interviewed. It's me. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I have something to say about the movie. Like, no. I'll tell you how hard
0: I had to train for this yes, movie.
1: my stomach. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Okay, I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> so I did. So much training, and um, and of course the best fight scene was to to get to fight with Tom, you know Tom Cruise. My problem now is that I did a fight with Tom. How can I top that? You know, it's a dream when you're an actor and when you do want to do an action movie. You know, he's the best of them all. You know, so. Um, this thing was incredible to shoot. Also, at some point, to to fight two guys at the same time. I don't know if you remember, it's mm-hmm. like in the um, on the train, so it's a very tight space. Yep. We had to use like high kicks, which was really fun. But you have to be super controlled to make sure that you don't actually hit the person's face. Mm-hmm. And with kicks, it's even harder to really control the leg and stop uh, right before the face, you know. Because you also you have to like uh, you know go next to the face but not too close but and then you have to recoil you know you have to go back to you know to show the power you know mm. so it's like super precise but I love doing that and also at some point I had to run on top of the train you know uh, on top of a moving train and jump uh, between carriages and that was really awesome because usually in movies they don't let Oh, shh, shh. <laughs> no!
0: It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: like we're like interviewing two people <laughs> at the same <laughs> time. my stomach and me. <laughs> uh, no usually in movies you do that in studios and you don't do that, do that in real life but with Tom everything is possible so you get to do to experience the real thing and I think for the audience uh, you can feel it even more that it's real you know mm-hmm.
0: so when did when did you actually find out they wanted you to become part of it was it a phone call did Tom call you did your agent call you and uh, did you, at that moment when they were like Hi, we want you for uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. You were like, yes, phone.
1: Um, Yes, phone. Uh, So I remember I kept sending uh, fighting videos to my agents and saying I would love to do action movies, especially Mission Impossible. (laughs) So they knew. And then I think Christopher McQuarrie went to uh, my agency. We have the same agency, and he asked uh, his agent, "Do you know an actress who would love to do action movies?" Yes, we know one. She keeps sending videos. Uh, (laughs) And then great, yeah, hustle. and then we, we had dinner with Christopher McQuarrie. Mm. Right away, I told I told him about horses. It was like, uh, I think you should bring horses back to the franchise, or they should be in the movie. Like, I don't know why I started talking about that. <laughs> it was like it's yeah. I was thinking about that, by the way. Um, uh, and then we talked for hours, and it's such a beautiful meeting. He's so smart, so kind. We're talking about everything about cinema, about movies, family. Everything, and he's so, so amazing. I I remember going back home, I was overwhelmed. I just cried, you know? I just, I felt like I met such a special person. And I wanted to work with him, but even if I didn't work with him, I just wanted to watch the movie, and I couldn't wait to do what he would make with this movie, you know? Um, And then I did a screen test. Um, They flew me to London to do a screen test with Tom, and McHugh was there, of course. And I did the scene a few times. It was a dialogue scene that's actually not in the movie. And uh, they asked me to do it, um, I did it in English, and then they asked me to do it in French because Mm -hmm. it's my first language. So I translated it live, you know, the things that I had to say, but it was such a bad translation because I did it on the spot, you know. Usually when you translate, you have to think of like several options because things don't sound, Right, and you have to change some things. But I did it like right away, you know, without thinking. It was such a bad <laughs> translation, but I kept a like straight face, very confident. So you but it was so bad. it was English like, oh my god! To French, then. yes. Okay. But I was thinking, oh my god! I don't know where is the video, but if a French person sees the video, they're gonna say she's not French. <laughs> they're gonna hate me. So I felt super ashamed. But I would, I kept on going, you know, like super. And Tom was like looking at me like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I was like, it's horrible about what I'm singing but I'm a villain and uh, but it was so much fun and then um, and then I remember I flew back to uh, to the US and I was working on a different movie called Thunder Force Mm -hmm. with Melissa McCarthy comedy and uh, I was in a parking lot Um, you know it's um, you know where all the trailers are Mm -hmm. with like hair and makeup and I think I I was getting my hair and makeup done uh, for the movie and then um, my manager uh, texting me um, be on your phone you're gonna get a phone call like, oh, my God, is this it? And then Christopher McQuarrie called me. I went to the parking lot. I answered. And he told me something like, are you ready to be in Mission Impossible? I was like, yes. I'll be ready So I yelled. You. I was so happy. And then I was trying to hide it from the crew that I was shooting with because it was a secret. And I couldn't reveal it right away, you know. But we made an announcement, a fun announcement on Instagram, you know. Um, yeah a few days after. So it was not too much, too many ways to hold the secret.
0: She has an iconic look, Paris. We've seen Tom taking out numerous men in black suits, but the tartan skirt, the Doc Martens, the face paint... Tell me about the creation of that. Look, did you have a hand in it or was that something that came from the costume makeup department?
1: Yeah, it was a total collaborative process. Um, For the kilt, um, it came actually from uh, me wanting to do high kicks because I've been training for years and I needed to have an outfit that could allow me to do that. But at the same time with like... um, you know, tights underneath because I didn't want to show anything, you know? Of
0: course, of course. <laughs> you know, still want to be professional.
1: Family. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and also the kilt, you know, it's like also, it was um, Christopher Macquarie and his family, he has a, a specific tartan, you know, so it was a kind of, kind of like no something connected with also yeah, his origins. I mean, it's a different tartan in the movie, mm-hmm. but we thought it would be cool and would bring something a little bit punk, you know? Yeah. The character is a little bit punk, a rebel, so so the Doc Martins were, were great and also i did not want to wear high heels or like some some sort of heels mm. because I you know, I've been fight training for years and fighting in heels does not make sense yeah. and I wanted to do all my stunts and kick and punch and go wild mm-hmm. and with heels you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can of, of course fake it and sometimes you do heels for one take and then you do like a flats for another take. I didn't want to do that. I don't want to waste my time. I just want to be real, you know?
0: Yeah, that's great because I, I mean it's, I think moviegoers' audiences are smart enough now. I think there's a famous scene in Jurassic World, one of the Jurassic Yeah, she movie- takes
1: off the heels. Right, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean of course it looks beautiful to wear heels, but for this specific character I was like, No, 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 she doesn't give a fuck, you know, mm-hmm. she no, no heels. Mm. Uh, so that was the first thing that was very important to me. And um, it was a collaborative process and uh, Christopher McQuarrie has such amazing taste too. He has the sense of the frame, the camera, the movement, what's gonna, um, how it's gonna read on camera. So at some point I was wearing a tight uh, black coat and then we shot the scene, it was like, you know what? It's wrong, you should have a trench coat or you should have a coat that is long. And we reshot the scene with a long coat and then it it looked so much better because, you know, when I'm running on, you know, on top of the, uh, on the train, of the train with the wind, it just that flows a in a way idea, that yeah. it looks so cool mm. and with a tight coat, it doesn't look as cool, you know. <laughs> uh, for the makeup in, um in um, in the you know on the poster with a white makeup with a teardrop, yeah. it was actually my idea. Oh, really? uh, we were shooting in in, uh, in Venice, and all the characters are supposed to go to a party that is, was supposed to be a masked party. You know, uh-huh. so everyone was wearing uh, was supposed to wear a mask, all the actors, and I thought. Mm -mm, you know what my character wouldn't wear a mask she would draw a mask on her face you know she's a rebel and she's kind of like doesn't want to follow the rules Mm -hmm. you know and actually I did that myself years ago when I was in Paris I was at a girlfriend's place and she invited me Uh, To a party, she said, oh, I'm going to a masked party, you know. you want to come? I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't have a mask. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to draw a mask on my face. So I took some makeup, you know, a black pencil, and I drew a mask like that on my face. And uh, it was cool. And so I thought that the character would do something like that but i thought that it was also nighttime so i thought it would be nice to bring some light to the face mm-hmm. and and to have something that would be kind of like uh war paint you know maybe like something like not the whole face you know and and I thought that it would be kinda of like eerie and a little bit creepy to have something a little bit like a like a pantomime. So I was inspired by this specific character from the Commedia del mm. called um Pierrot Lunaire, you know, which is kind of like a cute but melancholic character who hides his emotions and who has like a little tear here, you know, and oftentimes there is a moon with him and um and he's um yeah, with a big color and white like a little doll with this little teardrop. I'm like, Oh, is he sad? You know? <laughs> so I, I wanted to I wanted to bring something a little bit melancholic and and weird and I and and we thought that actually would look good with a fight that happened right after. Because with the with the fight it would just like you know, you see in the movie the the makeup is like dripping and the the face changes completely. So at first it looks pretty and like a little angel and a little weird with a teardrop like like a thug you know a little bit yep. but at the same time at the end it's just like I look like a monster <laughs> so it was like very interesting visually to create something like that you know
0: she must have been a wonderful character to discover I won't spoil it but uh, what an arc for a, a, a villainous character as well she's just got such a wonderful arc in the movie and um, we're going to talk more about Mission Impossible but for now it's time to head to our virtual cinema because Pom you are our guide we are your audience we're going on a trip to the movies. So, imagine we're pushing open the doors to the foyer of the cinema. Yeah. There's an excited buzz from the crowd in the foyer. They're looking forward to the night ahead. So, it's your perfect cinema trip. Who would you take, living or dead, to go with you?
1: Um, can I take a horse?
0: You can absolutely. Based on what you've told me so far about <laughs> horses and your love for the equine world, yes, take a horse.
1: Okay, I'll take a horse. Maybe a small one.
0: A, a miniature because pony or. A I binet. think
1: it's kind of rude to take a big horse, so I would take a miniature, <laughs> a miniature horse. Did you see videos of miniature horses? Yes. They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. Okay, a mini horse, miniature horse. Mm. Sat right next to me. I would be on the front row uh-huh. because, you know, I don't think he would he would be able to sit anywhere else.
0: No, is he sitting? So you're saying that the horse is actually sitting in a cinema seat, not standing next to you? You
1: know what? It's a, If it's a miniature horse, I think it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If he's small enough, he will be sitting like next to me, like on the right because I'm right-handed and I want to pet him throughout the movie. <laughs> so I will be sitting. He'll be sitting next to me. Mm. I'll bring some carrots, you know, to make him happy still. Yeah. Of know, horse, and you. I can eat some carrots, too. We can share the carrot. <laughs> Very cute, petting. <laughs> and then I, I'll I watch. Does the,
0: does the horse have a name? Are we, are we giving him a name? Have you already thought of the, the name you'd give your own? Yes. Horse?
1: Uh, Dynamite. Great. like in, like in Mission Impossible, you know when they're like, do like with a fuse? Yeah. I, I love that.
0: Yes. So instead of an explosion at the end, it'd be dun dun, dun and the horse would go.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we should like redo the whole music, <laughs> but with like horse sounds instead.
0: I'm I'm thinking of maybe redoing the whole movie, but with horses in every role
1: yeah i mean i've been asking christopher mccory for horses like the you know more horses more horses yeah. but there is horses in the movie it's actually yeah. beautiful
0: the bit where he's lying down with the horse mm-hmm. and hiding oh it. that's
1: so beautiful it's so
0: it is and he's just stroking it to keep yeah. it yeah
1: it was kind of like improvised by the way this particular scene i'm bummed because i was actually in australia shooting thor when he did that but it was like really special these scenes with the horse beautiful horse
0: all right, you're going with a miniature horse called Dynamite who is sitting on your right hand. So side. cute. I, I love I it. I
1: want this to exist now. <laughs> okay.
0: Right, there's a clock on the wall in the foyer. It reads a specific time. What time of day do you want to go to the cinema? Um,
1: I mean, I love going going in the evening, but I think for the horse's schedule, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better daytime. I think it's better, I don't know, right, eleven.
0: 11 you know? a.m. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I don't know a lot about horses. Is That when a horse is most um, wanting to go to the. Cinema? I just
1: checked his schedule, and 11 a.m. or around that time seems like a good uh, good time for him. It's a great. That's a great mm-hmm. time. I
0: mean, Dynamite's busy in the evening. He's got a lot. Of yeah. b- a lot of night shoots at the moment. Yeah, he has
1: like a lot of uh, um, you know grass to. Um, to, uh, to eat, you know.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got to keep his energy up. And does is Dynamite involved in the movie industry, or is he is he just a regular regular horse?
1: No, he doesn't really want to be in the spotlight. To be honest with you, I
0: like that about him. He's a very humble.
1: Yeah, he's horse. humble. Yeah, you know. Humble.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. So I think you mentioned this already, but you've booked the tickets. Where are we sitting? Are we are we sitting? Did you say we were going to sit on the front row for Dynamite? front row
1: front row? Oh, front row, but it's balcony. I need to be specific. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, because I can put my, my feet on the... There's a banister. There I can put my feet there. Mm-hmm. and It's actually a specific movie theater called The Max Lander in Paris, in the 9th arrondissement.
0: The Max Lander? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I remember going there watching pop fiction. <sighs> because, like, sometimes they do, um you know, they re... Uh, Show movies that were shown, like, you know, that uh, came out years before, you know? Mm. So it's not just the movies that are on, on screen right now. So I think I could rewatch Pulp Fiction with him.
0: Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we have, we're going to come to the movie. Wait, that wait, wait. Picked.
1: Maybe we should choose a movie with horses in it. Um. What? Maybe he would want that. I need to check with him.
0: What was the... Uh, what but at the same
1: time, there's a movie I love called The Rider, but it's depressing. I don't think he would love to watch that.
0: How about Hidalgo? You know, the Vigo Mortensen film where he rides across the desert on his horse? Do you know
1: what? I haven't watched it yet, so if, maybe it would be a good first time for both of us. If you I mean, Mortensen. I'm talking about the horse I mean, not you.
0: Okay, yeah, no, of course. I mean, do yeah. you want to come? Is that all right? I mean, I don't want to get in the way of you and Dynamite. It sounds like sure, yeah, quite a, quite a special bond that you two have. I mm-hmm. don't want. Yeah.
1: Maybe you can go on the other side of the horse. So you can scratch his back.
0: Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I have a very big whippet who is almost the size of a horse. So I'm, I'm oh, kinda, whippets are yeah. such
1: cool dogs. They kind of like
0: horses when they run. It's like they gallop. They don't just run, they gallop. Yeah,
1: they're so fast too. Mm, really, they do fast, races. Really
0: fast. And um, I do have a question about whether you're sitting in the middle or on the aisle because I'm just thinking if Dynamite should need to go to the bathroom during the movie, getting a, even a miniature horse to walk past people sitting <laughs> down is its kind of going to interrupt their movie experience.
1: Um... <sighs> I hope there's no one in the movie theater. You don't want
0: anyone else there? Just you No. And Dynamite. I, and I think we'll
1: kick them out. Great.
0: Great. A horse kick as well. That will tell <laughs> Yeah. All right. Brilliant. So we're sitting on the balcony at the front in the middle. So, yes. so Dynamite can drape his hooves over the metal bar as so well. So
1: cute. Just relax. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: Mini hooves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... The air in the foyer, this is the final thing we need before we leave the foyer. It's full of wonderful smells. All manner of food is available. All snacks, any snack you can imagine. What would you like to eat while you're watching the movie? I mean, you've already mentioned carrots. For
1: yeah, yeah, dynamite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split some carrots with them.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, but Sweet of course, or salted carrots?
1: Fresh carrots. Fr- fresh carrots. Organic. Yeah. Of
0: course, yeah, good. The, only, only the best for dynamite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fresh organic carrots.
1: Uh, what else? Um, I mean, for myself, I, I could eat some popcorn too. You know, okay. who doesn't like popcorn?
0: I I don't know. You would I, share
1: the popcorn with me, right? I would. Do you I, like popcorn?
0: I do, but how do you take your popcorn? because there are several different ways. There's salted, there's sweet, there's mixed, and I think in America they have butter.
1: Yeah, that's 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 too much. The butter thing in the US. I'm not really into that. This is like, how much butter do you need? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. Uh, actually i when when i used to live in paris i would do i would start with like sweet and then salty on top of it and i think is it is it the same in the uk i think you can have both yeah yeah, yeah. i like that but in the us it's too sweet so the sweet popcorn i don't like it because it's too sweet there's like so much caramel in it you know
0: it's all sticky right Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i
1: mean like one is good but you can't eat the whole thing it's too much so you're layering
0: it, so we're going yes. sweet at the bottom and then salt on top. So you get all the saltiness and then you're like, dessert is the sweet popcorn at the bottom.
1: Yes. Uh, or do I do the opposite? I don't Uh-oh. remember. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that, that's the right thing.
0: Yeah. It's savory then sweet. It's like mm-hmm. a, a three-course yeah, meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got some organic
1: But parts. at some point, you kind like of mix it up a little bit. At the beginning, you just have the salted and then you kind of like start to like fit yeah. around, you know?
0: I don't know whether horses can eat popcorn. Is dynamite allowed any popcorn?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think it's good for him. No, I
0: don't think so either. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, just just the organic carrots and some sweet and salted popcorn for you. Anything to drink?
1: Um, uh, Just water in a bucket.
0: <laughs> in, a, in a bucket? Yes. So dynamite, this is dynamite? Yes. basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay.
1: With me, a big straw, a very long straw, and him, I mean, you saw how, like, Horses drink, it's so cute. <laughs> like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're happy to share your water with Dynamite. You don't want a separate bucket for him and your own
1: cup. I don't need a separate bucket. Of course you don't.
0: Of course you don't. Yeah. All right then. We're going to leave the foyer. We've got everything we need. We've got our bucket of water. Dynamite is trotting alongside us. So we're going to put up some posters in the corridor on the mm-hmm. way to the auditorium which depicts some of your favorite memories of going to the cinema. So let's put up our first poster. What's your fondest memory of going to the cinema?
1: I remember watching beautiful movies. But like oftentimes I just go by myself. I like to 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 feel the experience just by myself and not having someone saying like eh, "I didn't like the movie." Like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember when I was little because I grew up in the countryside and we didn't go to the cinema a lot. Uh-huh. No, but I remember watching Minority Report and I loved it. And I, I watched it two times in the theaters too when I was, uh, um, when I was a teenager. I remember watching Old Boy, Parch Wook, a- which is not a feel-good movie, but it was a masterpiece. Mm. And um, I think I was like around 16 and it's one of the movies that made me want to, you know, Working in the movie industry, mm.
0: yeah, I don't know. I I love I I do love Old Boy, and you're right, it's a masterpiece. I I I understand that it's part of like the 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 story, but eating a live octopus was like kind of troubling for me. I was a bit like, oh come on, that's still alive, that octopus. Yeah, it's so
1: dark. I mean, it's such an amazing scene, though. Yeah,
0: it is. It is.
1: But, yeah, it's mm. it's it's not for vegan people. <laughs>
0: I'd say that's fair. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Uh, So what do you want to put up as the poster, which is your favorite memory? Old Boy, seeing that masterpiece, or Minority
1: Report? I mean, I love both for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Oh, do I need to choose just one? You need to
0: pick one poster. I've only got space for one poster. I
1: mean, I love Tom. I love Steven Spielberg. But Old Boy is the movie that made me want to work in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. Really.
0: That must have been quite crazy. And the
1: violence and the insanity and the art in it and the, you know, the poetry and the, yeah, I was was blown away by the movie.
0: How weird that that was the movie that made you want to be in the movies and that was your US debut, the remake of It's crazy,
1: right? Yes. It's all connected.
0: It is. It's that note section in your phone. You're just manifesting. <laughs> no, it it's all I
1: mean, back then, I didn't have like an iPhone, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, old boys, the poster we're putting up. So let's put yes. an, another poster to decorate our corridor. What's your worst experience of going to the cinema?
1: Oh, I try to not remember the worst things in my life. You know, I'm, you know, try to yeah. block it out. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, it's when people talk too much. You know, and they're too loud. You know, it's annoying. Right. I, I mean, I like hearing people laugh or cheer when something happens. That's nice. When they're, like, commenting throughout the movie, that's too much. So
0: I've heard in America, you must have been to the theater in America, I've heard that's, that's quite common here, as you'll find out at the premiere this evening, people sit in silence, they laugh, and they sometimes cheer, and they gasp, but they don't go, Hey, no, Tom! jump jump <laughs> but in america they're doing that yeah they right? do it's crazy all right
1: it sounds mad. <laughs>
0: all right then so uh your worst movie memory should we just put up a picture of some people talking
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Talking that's to perfect
0: them.
1: all right mm-hmm. okay Or Post- c- when people are on their phones too yeah. that's the worst
0: I, do they do you think they don't realize because it's like i i think people are just so accustomed to turning on their phone That they have no idea that every single other person in that theater can go, whoom. Yeah, I don't know. It's just
1: like some people are just rude, you know, and you can't really control that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, we've got dynamite there, and I don't think he's going to take any shit.
1: Yeah, he's going to bite them. Great. Because I trained him to bite people who are rude in the movie theater.
0: That's a very specific training exercise for a horse. Mm -hmm. Because you're not training him to just bite anyone. Specifically people who are noisy or yeah. rude in a movie theater.
1: Too much noise or who uses their phones... Mm-hmm.
0: It might be distracting. I know, we, uh, you know, because he'll be like, clip, 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 boom, <laughs> back to his yes. seat. And you'll be like, and
1: then you have to tell him what happened when, <laughs> when he left and he did this. It was like, okay, so this happened. And the guy said this to the girl, you know, I have to do it super quick. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. annoying when that happens too, when someone goes to the bathroom and is like, hey, tell me what happened. How can I tell you? Like, it's just like, you know.
0: A lot, a lot has happened.
1: Yeah, no, 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 don't ask that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, okay, so da 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 da, and ten minutes later, you're like, and you don't what? see
1: what's happening right now. You have
0: no idea. You've no idea what's going on. Okay, great stuff. <laughs> We're putting up a poster. I'm going to put up a poster of dynamite biting someone on their phone. It's a beautiful work of art. <laughs> okay, our next poster. Do you remember what the last performance was in a movie that brought you to tears? Do you cry at film?
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: I do too. It's it's it weirdly. It's when I get my I'm at my most emotional is in the dark of a cinema.
1: I mean anything that Mary, Meryl Streep is in. <laughs> oh, my God,
0: she's so good. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. Now
1: remember, I mean, that was like ages ago. I Remember watching The Hours, oh. and the scene where she's like on uh, on the win- on the window and she's talking with um, Ed Harris. It's just.
0: Do oh. you just cry unhappy stuff? I've weirdly. So I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Um, I cried during, <laughs> this is totally true. I cried during the car chase in Rome in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning <laughs> because I have this weird thing where incredible action actually makes me weep tears of joy.
1: Oh my God, that's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: You're you you're actually driving that Humvee at some points.
1: I mean, yeah, like a crazy and insane person. It's funny because uh, when I read the movie, uh, is when I learned how to um I wanted to take drifting lessons to learn how to do donuts and things like that, so I actually trained a lot after I wrapped the movie.
0: That must be so much fun learning yeah, how it's to really do that. fun.
1: It's hard, and it's like actually you have to do a lot of things that are the opposite of what your body wants to do. you know it's a very like this, you know <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But it's like really good for the brain. It just like makes you super sharp.
0: Is that one of your favorite action scenes in the movie? Because, I, like I said, I cried at it. It's just... Because it, it's done for real. I mean...
1: No, but the I, editing is incredible to thread the movie. Like, people sometimes, like, don't... Like, tend to forget the role of an editor. I mean, it's it's always collaborative work with the, the director, you know. But Eddie Hamilton, who edited the whole movie, is just... Oh, my God. He's amazing.
0: And practical stunts as well. It makes so much difference. Like, you know, I'm not... Throwing shade on the Fast and the Furious movies. And I enjoy them. But I watch that and I go, that's some incredible CGI. I watch this and I go, they actually did that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like something so beautiful about Mission Impossible that it's really grounded in reality. And we actually go to the real locations and, and shoot there and shoot the th- things for real. And there's, it's not green screen. It's not CGI. It's like real stuff. Mm. And I think the, the, the audience uh, connects with it even more. Mm. I mean, I do as an audience member. Yeah. I saw, I saw the movie uh, last week and I was just blown away mm. right after uh, the movie stopped. I, I couldn't speak. I was, I was processing the movie and just thinking, Oh my God, this is incredible. I think this is the best mission impossible of the franchise. Yeah. And when you think that the motorcycle cliff jump is the most incredible thing it is, but there's so many incredible scenes in the movie mm. and the characters are so amazing. And the, the, it's, It's, it's emotional. It's gripping. It's the action is insane, but also it's so beautifully shot. It's just so many things.
0: It's funny uh, too. There's so
1: many funny moments. It's
0: funny. It's emotional. It's freaking. Epic, Uh yeah. Like I, but you I, have to see
1: it on big screen. I can't imagine 100%. watching it for the first time on a laptop. No,
0: oh, and also no. the
1: music. Come on, the score is incredible too. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was like The Walking Dead coming out, like you described it. I was just sort of like, it's like a zombie, just <laughs> going, Oh my God, what have I just seen? Like the adrenaline, like the endorphins on a purely physiological level. I was like worn out afterwards. I was like, Oh my God, I've just yeah, and on this and ride. you're
1: never bored. You never want to like, Oh, I'm gonna take a bathroom break. No, 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 no. I'm gonna hold it until the <laughs> Yeah, and there's no way that I'm stopping this movie.
0: I wish I could say that I've got a very weak bladder so I, I went twice uh, but that's just me uh, other people will be able to hold it and um, that's it's I've said too much all right we're putting up a poster for the hours as a performance that brought you to tears oh yeah let's make our way okay into the auditorium now okay so uh, on the big screen before we come to the movie that you're going to play for us tonight first of all I'm going to play a trailer a trailer mm-hmm. for the movie you are most looking forward to seeing at the cinema.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What trailer would you like to watch on the big screen?
1: Oh, I mean, it's not even shot yet, but the next Tarantino movie. So I want to watch the trailer and watch the movie, <laughs> but I, I don't know. He hasn't shot it yet.
0: <laughs> are you a big Tarantino fan? Then Oh, yeah, I'm
1: a huge fan. It's my dream to work with him.
0: Do you have a favorite movie of his? I mean,
1: all the Kill Bill movies, oh, God. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all of the movies are incredible.
0: So this new one is supposed to be, obviously, Tarantino says he's making, I think it's his
1: final film. That's what he says.
0: As you say, there is no footage for this yet, but we're going to get Tarantino on the phone, get him to knock up a rough trailer for you, and we're going to play that on the screen. Yes, perfect. It's a trailer for the as-yet-unshot Tarantino movie. Okay, next up, is there a moment in cinema that makes you pump your fist in the air?
1: Do you mean kind of like, ah? exactly this? that oh my god yeah exactly I think it's that. like any Mission Impossible movie to be honest <laughs> with you there's always a moment where you're like yes <laughs>
0: yeah Do, uh, uh, putting Dead Reckoning part one to one side because obviously
1: the that's... skydiving scene in um, what what is it Fallout yeah, right yeah, yes yeah. this uh, even the first movie you know when he like drops on the wire and you know I remember watching it when I was like 11 I think in France mm. in uh, Bretagne uh, in a tiny TV uh, that was barely working and it was black and white and um, yeah I was blown away by by the movie and by the action
0: which one should we pick the skydiving scene or the on the wires, which is which is a bigger moment. For
1: you? I mean, I'd say the skydiving scene because I I love to skydive and it's just it makes me want to do it with them. <laughs>
0: you skydived already? You've done it before?
1: Yes. Um. Uh. I wanted to skydive with Tom, you know, when he was shooting the movie, but I didn't have my 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 skydiving license, you know. So I asked Tom. Um. So I'm gonna wrap the movie. Where should I go to learn how to skydive? And he gifted me as a rap gift the lessons of learning how to skydive, which was so kind and generous. So uh, he set it up for me, you know. He found um, a skydiving instructor to teach me how to skydive. Uh-huh. And then we did some jumps together. And it was so magical. And he just opened a new world to me of something that I never thought I would be able to do, you know. What a great
0: gift. So, have you Amazing been? Amazing gift. Have you been... So,
1: actually, I, I uh, skydove. I yeah. skydive dove yep. um, with uh, Craig O'Brien, who's also who was the the person with skydiving and like uh, doing the camera work on this particular scene in Fallout. Oh, really? So he has this incredible talent of being able. To jump, skydive, and uh, film at the same time, and doing the focus point, which is crazy—so many things at the same time—he's just a genius. That's and I, I, um, and I, I did some, I did some skydiving <laughs> with him, and he, he uh, took some pictures too. He's, he's so kind. I love jumping with him. That's
0: cool because I mean the one that they I mean do... like
1: Tom introduced me to him. We did some, you know, jumps together. It was so fun.
0: Do you know? And you don't get scared at all because I, I, I can't even fathom ever. I mean, doing it, you're.
1: The... You're all, you all you always have a little bit of you know scary feeling but in a in a good way because you're prepared and you know and you you know how to react if something goes wrong so your sex like, you have to be super sharp and in the moment you know but of course there's like always a little bit of a feeling of you know, but that's the exciting that, right? part. I yeah. love that, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, That's why you do it. The adrenaline, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Okay, cool. Because it was, I think in Fallout, it's what they call, it's the high altitude, low. Yeah, halo. Halo jump. I did
1: that too. It's so much fun. Like you've
0: done one of those. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have to have like a little uh, oxygen um, thing in your mouth. It's so much fun because it's a lot of free fall, you know. Yeah. You free fall for a long time, so... And, you know, when you free fall, you can just, like, do figures in the sky, dance in the sky. You can do, like, flips. You can, like, I don't know, just do the splits, like, crazy things. And you see some people are so good at it. It's just, it looks magical, you know?
0: Okay. I'm almost sold.
1: I'm Uh, still learning, you know? I don't know how to do all the crazy stuff, but I'm learning, like, figure by figure, you know? The T position, the layout.
0: Okay, I like that. So, sorry, where do... Oh, yes, so that's where we were. We, we, we were with uh, the moment that makes you not pump your fist in the air because you don't do that, but go, bah! Yeah. Is the halo jump from Fallout. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's so good. It's so beautiful and shot. They did it when it was like just, you know, the night was coming. It's such a beautiful light. Mm-hmm. And they had to do it. They had to be... Everyone had to be in sync to shoot it perfectly, you know? And they did, like, in one take, I think, the whole thing, which was you know really hard to uh, to pull off you know
0: it's a great moment mm-hmm. it's it's we're playing it on the big screen yourself myself and dynamite we're loving it we're all like, <laughs> yes. we're like ah, and dynamite's like yeah. <laughs> great stuff okay next up what is your favorite line or piece of dialogue from a film
1: i just remember terminator saying i'll be back
0: <laughs> in the first terminator and it
1: just makes me laugh because i like to say it often and, um, and also when I started stunt training for Old Boy, you know, the movie that I did with Spike Lee, mm. um, one of the stuntmen called me uh, the Pominator. He gave me this nickname. So I like to say, I'll be back. <laughs> the Pominator will be back. But it's funny because I met uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger recently.
0: And? Because he's got
1: a miniature... <gasps> he's got a miniature pony. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Oh, and you need to become friends with him. But also he's, you know, he's... Um, uh, with Chris Pratt now you know they're the same family now so I should hang with them in the mini pony um so, no, did, so I, I, I so I told him about the I met him in Cannes because you know I shot this um uh, short movie with BMW mm-hmm. and he's also friends with the BMW people um so um so I told him that you know my nickname at some point was the Pominator. but he liked it you know he thought, he thought it was fun
0: good so I'll be back from the first Terminator movie right that's the line okay what is your favorite use of music in a film
1: oh that's a hard one i mean the thing i can think of it's like the last movie that i did you know gardens the galaxy volume three i think the opening with creep by radiohead was so beautiful
0: it's so beautiful.
1: you know very moving and i love this song so much so i thought it was like such a beautiful way to start the movie i know? love that
0: movie is it sad saying goodbye to that team as we know them
1: I mean, yeah, it was sad. It was sad, but it's a beautiful feeling to have, you know, it's a beautiful feeling to just care for for each other and just loving these characters so much, you know.
0: James Gunn, I, I genuinely I think he's a genius. I, yeah. I as a writer and a director, I just think his scripts are just they just they just ping. I don't know how to describe it. They just fizz off the screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's insane how he he's able to uh, to manage, you know, the right balance between comedy Emotion and grounded characters and insane action and it's just you know you know really care for the characters. Yeah.
0: I might write in thinking that even when you were working on the Infinity Wars, like when you got lines for your character for Mantis that weren't written by James, like the cast. No, oh, all... no, no.
1: He was always supervising anything that we would say, so he always had to say to make sure that. Um, you know it was still in tune with each character and that we, it would be um, you know fine for us to go back to Guardians of the Galaxy you know even if we did the, the stuff with the other characters it was like still the same continuity you know
0: yeah what was your favorite scene to shoot in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies
1: oh my god so many but there was like this scene where, where I say hello <laughs> like so funny <laughs> and then after shooting this scene each time I would come to set in the morning I would just yell hello to everyone and everyone would laugh. <laughs> but I just like to make people laugh In on Mission Impossible I had this like, big puffer jacket, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gold that someone sent me. Jean-Charles de Castelbajac, he's uh, a French designer and he worked with Benetton at some point, you know, Benetton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they made a collector puffer jacket that was inspired by um, a puffer jacket that he made like in the 80s or 90s with teddy bears, all teddy bears. So this puffer jacket was all teddy bears but it was gold so it was a crazy jacket but like fucking cool <laughs> and really funny so you know the, the the shoot was pretty stressful during covid times so of course people were nice but sometimes people were stressed you know like with like everything going on you know um so like you know sometimes i would like, go to the studios in london with my teddy bear perfect jacket <laughs> She's <laughs> going to set, and everyone would start laughing. Oh, it's so fun! And people would like would try it on and all that. So, so it's actually made it was of like, teddy bears. Yes, right, okay. teddy bears, but gold,
0: gold. Teddy yeah,
1: bears. gold mini teddy bears everywhere, and you can squeeze them. Wow. And we say like, "Hey, do you want to touch my teddies?" And it, <laughs> it sounds like titties. So it's like it was bad. So it made it was every, everyone laugh.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed, but that's very funny. But
1: and people would like squeeze the teddies. Teddy bears. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I'm there. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, but I can see why it's funny. Yeah. I can see that. that so fun. that
1: was like a good antidepressant. Mm. You Any know? situation. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Um, all right, then. Hey, do you know what? We've arrived at the moment. It's where you announce to myself, Dynamite, and yourself, mm-hmm. the movie that you've decided to screen out of all other films that have ever been made what movie would you like the three of us to watch
1: I think kill bill maybe the first one
0: the first Are you kill okay bill. with it I, I I love the first kill bill I love the first When did you first see it
1: I I saw it in theaters too um how old was I was I like 16 or 17 I don't know. I remember like watching um um Old Boy and Kill Bill, like almost at the same time, or maybe maybe a, a year apart or something, mm-hmm. and it really stuck with me. But they're both like crazy revenge movies, mm-hmm. so I think <laughs> I'm thinking I might be a little bit insane too because it's like what I'm attracted to. <laughs> no, but I think there is like something so cathartic about revenge movies, you know, because it's, like, we all have like anger and rage inside, but you don't want to do that in real life. But it's it's so enjoyable to um to watch it on the screen, you know.
0: Yeah, and but and
1: when it's done with a beaut- in a beautiful artistic way, you know, it's not just every revenge movie, you know. But there's like something very like um like a Greek Greek tragedy, you know, where all the feelings are so enhanced, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean that is it the crazy eighty eight gang. That whole fight sequence at the end in Oren Ishi's, uh so good. What's your favorite scene from it?
1: I love them all, even like the beginning of the movie when she's like, you know, um. You know, she's, like, trying to move her, like, toes, you know? Is it in the first one or in the second one?
0: God, I get confused. Yeah, because I, I... Do you want to just screen the double bill? We can do the double no, bill. No, let's do that. Yeah, yeah do for sure. Because they're both called the same. I mm-hmm. Normally, I'm really strict that it has to be one movie. But...
1: I'll, I'll allow a bathroom break.
0: Thank you. I actually really appreciate that. So thank you. That's, that's... For you
1: and Dynamite. And Dynamite. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah okay. That's. I, I Honestly, that's so kind because they're long movies. <laughs> they're long movies and you know we're gonna have an intermission Uh
1: uh-huh yes
0: okay that's that's really good that's really good no one's really been that nice to me uh ever on this podcast so (laughs) so thank you thank you yeah i love i love the bit as well in kill bill with um where his use of animation uh the anime oh
1: yes with like when she's like under the bed that's so good all
0: right we'll do a double bill then do you think Dynamite's gonna like it? I thought I really did think you were gonna screen something like Seabiscuit, Biscuit, uh, you know, because of oh, you know yeah, D- Dynamite. No. It's, is he gonna be all right with violence? Is he? Is he?
1: I mean, there's like another movie, like uh, a western with um, you know, that turned into you know May the Hateful Eight. But it's uh, well, funny because when I watch a movie with the horses, I just like watch the horses more than the actors. It's very like distracting for me. I need to check the horses. <laughs>
0: How are you in a, like, I, I don't want to take this to a dark place, but I'm asking for a reason. Like, if a horse dies in a movie, how, how are you with that? Because for some reason, personally speaking, I get more emotional when animals die in films.
1: Oh, than... yeah, it's true. Oh, my God. Do you remember this movie? I am legend with with Will Smith when the, the, the dog dies. That's heartbreaking. But um, no, it's horrible when a horse dies in a movie, of course.
0: The bit in I Am Legend it's because he has to kill his own dog. Oh, my God. that's He's the last horrible. man on earth. His only friend is his dog. It's horrible. And he has to then kill her because she turns into an evil dog. <laughs> I don't want to do this bit anymore.
1: Woo! <laughs> it's not a good way to end this interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the curtains have closed. Myself, yourself, and Dynamite, were milling out. We're chatting amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. enjoying yeah. talking about Kill Bill. Before you go, however, it's time for this week's mystery question as Mm -hmm. we ask, what's in the box? I saw you with the box. What was in the box? Oh, what's in the box? So, your mystery question (laughs) this week. You've starred in Guardians of the Galaxy as part of the MCU. Is there any other comic book character you'd ever be interested in playing?
1: Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just we're, we're talking about it. So nothing is uh, confirmed, but, you know.
0: Oh, you're actually talking about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, like, I talked about it, you know, before with like, James, you know, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. So we have conversations, but... Like someone tweeted again, like, oh, Bob Graham and Jeff is having a conversation with James Gunn, blah, blah, blah. And he commented something so funny. Yes, but not as often (laughs) as uh, her sending me cat videos. I I send him cat videos all the time, but not all the time because I send the best of the best. Right. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to send him like random stuff. It has to be really good. Okay. So when it's good enough, I'm like, it's, it's ready to send to James Gunn.
0: What constitutes
1: the best kind of cat video? Is I don't know. It has to be like original, unexpected or like very funny or very weird. So like the last one I sent, I think was pretty good. Um, it's like um, a box that is open. What's in the box? Perfect. It's a box. It's more like, you know, there would be a sandwich in it. And then you open it and then there's like a cat head and he's like looking like that. It's perfect. <laughs> I, that was a good one.
0: So the video is, it's a cat in a box.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another video that um, a a cat was afraid uh, of his tail, but I didn't send it because it's actually not funny enough. (laughs) So I still have my, you know, kind of like I think about it, you know? So do you have a... And it just makes me laugh because I send him these dumb videos, but he's so busy with his work. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just maybe it's too much for me to do that. (laughs) I think it's funny.
0: I, no, a cat video is, it's the digital equivalent of a teddy bear puffer jacket. It's yeah. It's like, it's just, it's fundamentally ch- changes someone's mood, no matter how. Completely,
1: it, you know. yeah. Even if he's, like, stressed, yeah. he's like, oh, I got a message. A cat video <laughs> that Pum sent me. <laughs> it's
0: a cat in a box. Yeah, yeah. I was actually uh, this is I'll well, I'll cut this bit. I was in a James Gunn movie once. Uh, no way. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. I uh, oh. I played the one he wrote, he didn't direct, but I was uh-huh. I was a zombie in that. So oh, I've that's never cool. had the, I've never had the pleasure of reading his words and listening How he was wrote.
1: it to play a zombie?
0: Oh, great. It was a fast zombie as well, so. Fast? Yeah, you know, not one of the long Yeah,
1: ones. Usually they're like,
0: Yeah, no, 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 they are no? like no? Blah, blah, blah.
1: You did that? Yeah. It was, did you wear like crazy makeup? Yeah. yeah. Like like how?
0: Like just like I had a bald cap on, and they pulled little bits of hair oh, through cool. the bald cap. So
1: yeah, and your skin was like a little bit like greyish or something. To-
0: totally like pulling off. Peeling and your teeth
1: off. were like fucked up. Yeah, or? I had these
0: false teeth that I put in. Oh, front that's of the good. world? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's it. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah, that's
1: great. I think we have good stuff.
0: Great stuff. <laughs> your taxis arrived to ferry you back to reality. But before you go, let's recap your perfect night out. At the cinema. Oh my God. You are going with a miniature horse called Dynamite at <laughs> 11 a.m. because that works with Dynamite's schedule. Dynamite has grass to eat later that day. You're sitting <laughs> on the balcony at the front so you can put your feet up and Dynamite can drape his hooves over the little metal bar because that's the comfiest he can be. And we're also at Londière Paris, specifically watching the movie tonight. You are eating some sweet and salted popcorn layered, salt on the top, then sweet for dessert. Some fresh organic carrots, which you're sharing with Dynamite, and a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> but walking down the corridor, your fondest movie memory is watching the masterpiece that is Old Boy. Your worst movie memory is. The... Oh, my God, I can't read my own writing. The people,
1: the people. Oh, the people on their phones! Yeah, yeah. Of
0: course, of course. I got confused because, obviously, Dynamite is getting rid of them by biting them. Uh, the last performance that brought you to tears is The Hours. It's memory. not the
1: last one. I, I, I cried a lot afterwards, but, you know, it was, like, one of them a while ago. It's, like, the one that I remembered.
0: The biggest moment you've cried in the cinema is The Hours. Yeah?
1: I mean, I don't know...
0: A moment.
1: A moment, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry, I don't want to
0: fuck up your story. Uh, the, uh, the trailer we're playing is a bootleg version that Tarantino's knocked up of his final movie, Just For Us, about a critic. We don't know what it's about, but we're watching a trailer for it. Yeah. The moment that makes you not pump your fist in the air, but go, ah, is the halo jump from Fallout. The line of dialogue that yeah. most affected you is from the Terminator, not the Pominator. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> the best use of music in the movie. Radioheads creep at the start of Guardians of the Galaxy. And then for me, you and Dynamite we're watching a double of kill bill volume on a kill.
1: Yeah, ball. but with a bathroom break.
0: With an intermission. Yeah. Purely for me. You're not you're gonna stay in your seat, right? It's just for me and dynamite.
1: I mean, no, I'm gonna take uh, dynamite for a walk around the cinema and then come back. Good, that's nice. Yeah, he needs to stretch his many legs.
0: (laughs) Pom, thank you for taking us on a trip to the movies. Have you had a good time? Amazing time, thank you. Thank you so much. And as Pom's cab carries her away from our virtual cinema, off into the distance, we must all leave her movie paradise and return to reality. But to soften the blow, how would you like a pair of tickets to a night out at a very real Odeon cinema? Each week, we give away a pair to someone who leaves us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It's that simple. Jump on there, give us a review, preferably a nice one, and if I read it out, we will send you some tickets. So thank you to Disney. Disney9, who gave us the following review titled Fascinating. This podcast is the highlight of my week when it comes to listening to intelligent, interesting, fun, funny, and highly entertaining content. The format is brilliant, and I often end up with a long list of films to watch or revisit. It can be heartwarming and poignant, too, as well as uplifting and inspiring. Disney9. Thank you for that lovely five-star review. If you drop us an email to triptomovies at gmail.com, that's triptomovies at gmail.com, we will send you your tickets. It's as simple as that. The competition is only open to UK residents and the tickets exclude Odeon Leicester Square and Odeon Lux if you'd like to leave us a review. And just before I say my final farewell for this episode, don't forget you can find the full video for today's POM interview and indeed for every guest on our Trip to the Movies YouTube channel. So please head over there and, as I said at the start, do hit subscribe and help us grow the podcast. And that really is it. I'll be back next week when another guest fills our cinema with their celluloid dreams as they take us on a trip to the movies. Bye-bye.